Welcome back, guys, after a wonderful weekend. Hope you guys had a jewel. Hope you guys uh, had some reflections and some, or have some feedback um, myself or, or for yourself too uh, in pondering on the on the topics that we discussed last week. From us going on to, on to this week, very, very exciting, guys. We are going to discuss in detail... Uh, I'm not, we're not going to jump forth and, and, uh, and say the whole week's plan, <clears throat> but today we are going to be f- uh, absolutely delving into detail with how to get yourself injury-free in the gym. Now, that, that sounds strange, but <clears throat> I implemented this method um, in, in, the, in the beginning of my, my career. All right, and I believe up until today that the injuries I, I, I sustained was due to the fact that it was it was either outside of the gym parameters. That's that's mostly what happens: falling off a horse and <laughs> playing soccer and playing <clears throat> all sorts of other games that you shouldn't. Well, you should be playing, but you don't do it on a daily basis, and you know your your concentration just lacks a little bit, and you pull a muscle here or whatever you. You uh, <laughs> you experienced, uh, but but not in the gym industry, um, outside the perimeters of gym. And I, I I used to be so mindful of what I do, you know, jumping trampoline or fun activities that that uh, general bodybuilders or professional bodybuilders do not do, because there is always a risk of getting injured while you do that, and it's. And injury in bodybuilding is a swear word, literally. You don't want a single little bit of an injury on your body. Uh, the, the worst you want is muscle pain from training. And through that, we obviously are experts in, in, in recovering the muscle. That's all that, that, that bodybuilding fitness professionals actually do, is obviously know how to train the body in the gym uh, correctly, in the, right, in the right format, diverting that <coughs> damaged muscle and creating a pathway for the muscle to heal and recover itself and muscle fibers accumulate <clears throat> they get stronger they multiply and you get bigger or stronger or get into a bit of bit of seek that's ultimately what we do right now the method that i imp- implemented a very very long time ago in the beginning of my body molecular career in preventing injuries from happening once you walk into the gym uh, so you're on, you're on the way to gym, you're meditating um, <clears throat> in the format of um, you, you, you're going through, 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 mentally through the motions that you wanted to be doing. You know exactly what you can do when you enter the gym. That's very important, number one. <clears throat> number two is you, you really get into the zone mentally in uh, knowing what to do, yes. But to channel the mind muscle, the, the, the mind muscle connection process starts on the way to gym already. Okay, <clears throat> so you, you, the, the muscles that you understand how to connect to training, you should be connecting already. 
uh, say for instance you're doing chest and triceps for that day or or just one muscle for that for, for, the, for that matter we, we're going to get into obviously <clears throat> um, a lot of detail in what are the different programs and benefits who benefits the best from different programs that's pretty cool so we're gonna we can delve look guys this is this is a very long process and it's a <laughs> it's a journey that you guys are guys gonna have to um follow strategically with me because a lot of information can be be be, be shared uh, and you might you might miss something if you don't watch an episode you know it's it, and it's um it's little tips that i drop here and there that uh you know we don't we, we don't generally do okay it's a little bit against the body link um but <laughs> um, the, the the professionals etiquette to uh, to just drop information for free everywhere but uh it's, it's in the progress of you guys listening and obviously learning from it <clears throat> so um that's pretty much pretty much what it is so when you <clears throat> when you then enter the gym you know number one what to what to do number two your muscles are pre-qualified in knowing what they must do that's very powerful and nobody does that nobody does that when i did a seminar about this many many years ago people looked at me like but i'm not worshiping bodybuilding i'm not it's not that's not what it is it's it's absolutely getting your, your mind focused and ready for what you're going to be doing because not everybody achieves the results in the gym why is it so difficult because people do not pre-program their brains to actually get results in the gym <clears throat> and it comes from belief. If you believe your bicep is going to grow with the system you're going to be following, it's going to grow, without a doubt. A lot of gym stuff is placebo, guys. A lot. A lot. I can give you a disparate to drink before you train. You don't know it's disparate and you think it's an anabolic tablet. And through placebo, you're going to see a difference. Just because you believe in the process that you're following with an additive and there you grow. Right. <clears throat> now, the the the, the, uh, the topic that I said in the last episode that, that we're going to be delving into properly uh, on the next episode, which is this one, is uh, pre-tensioning and positioning before you start the exercise. <clears throat> now, the the principle to me came came across the the, the history of, of of gymnastics and. Uh, when, when I look back and I compare the two movements and the two scenarios, say for instance you are on, on the rings in gymnastics, everybody knows the rings, it's a discipline in gymnastics, one of the six disciplines in artistic gymnastics. <clears throat> um, now, whenever you're starting to, to perform a, a power movement, a compound movement on the rings, you you pre-tension the muscle and then you start pulling or you pre-tension the muscle and then you start extending or flying out or reaching out or doing whatever you want to do and to, to reach a, a full extension lever movement where the muscle is tensioned at its prime now the exact same thing happens with with gym before you attempt a bicep curl just bend your arm slightly so from a from a diagonal waistline uh, position across uh, you know down down your leg down your waist you hold the dumbbell op open wrist not hammer just open wrist just for, for argument's sake you start curling the weight when you start curling the weight that little feeling you get where you have no control from a fully extended position to where the bicep kicks in 
and activate. I'm just going to use a, a little bit of a, a cheat jargon here and there, just like cheat, uh, you know, kicks in stuff like that. But I'll just I'll just put the terminology uh, back in back in the word every time. But <clears throat> when you start activating the muscle, the muscle as such, the bicep muscle. Uh, there's three muscles in the bicep, but we'll we'll go through through that stuff and, um, in an in, in, in anatomy kind of podcast that uh, that I'll do for you guys. Um, if if you guys so wish, just give me some feedback if if, uh, if you guys would like that. Um, so when you when you start acting with the bicep, it doesn't happen from percent one. It only happens from percent ten upwards. Grasping what I'm what I'm telling you, it's your bicep is hanging freely. You're curling the weight. You're starting that first few centimeters where you start is still gravity fed. It's, it's, it's a free it's a free range position. The minute your arm reaches 15% bent, which is a slight bent position, then your bicep actually is activates. That is your starting position and your and your returning position every single time. You do not extend that position every single time you start curling again that is called an injury zone <clears throat> a lot of guys can differ from me but i've never torn off a bicep touch wood i've never torn off a quad, 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 quadricep muscle a pectoral muscle the latissimus muscle nothing of that sort because i keep out of the injury zones of the movement you do not work in the injury zones of the movement <clears throat> so that's that's a very very big uh, tip, guys. We we you need to understand that when you take when you're getting stronger, and yes, the ligament and tendons and everything, bone connective tissues and all that kind of stuff does get stronger with time, and obviously supplementation and all sorts of stuff that aids uh, that aids in that. But you need to understand that you are still working in an injury zone when you do fully extend any part of the muscle or any part of the body part that is not supposed to be fully fully extended take for instance a squat or a leg press you never fully lock out the knee with a squat or a leg press why because it's dangerous there's no supporting muscle going to the extremity extremity beyond that point when you when you when you straighten up the muscle uh, the, the the arm or the leg <clears throat> or the body completely that is, that is your injury zone so specialists will also, also tell you that keep in your keep in your strength strength zone that's your safety zone so if you guys keep that in mind you you, are, you guys are going to minimize the potential on training injuries a lot a lot and that was that was self-experienced that is why I kept kept that um, uh, and that is that is not taught by any personal trainer that is not it's always like no no fully extend your arm because that is you're going to get a short bicep guys let me just quickly tell you something <laughs> there's no such thing as short bicep with training that is your genetic makeup and that is how your fascia in the body responds to the muscle form that you are creating <clears throat> if you take any bodybuilder out there some of the bodybuilders have, have a, a amazing peak kai green amazing peak um, the other guys don't have a great peak. Um, Philippe, he's got a, he's got a, you know, overall 
pretty much well he's Mr. Olympia let's uh <laughs> let's call it that so uh you know but if but if you look at um uh, Flex Wheeler he had amazing peaks absolutely amazing peaks on his muscles <clears throat> um if you uh look at for instance uh what's a what, what's a what's a good example to use <clears throat> Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger had good bicep peaks, yes, but uh, he had a very, very round formation, uh, fascia type of body makeup that, that just made it such a, a round, full body shape in volume, and we, we just call it bellies. So, so the muscle of the belly um, is just round and so aesthetic. And then you go over to Kai Green. Um, yeah, he's got round muscles, but it's a very, very much a, uh, a, a razor sharp kind of physique, you know, pointy. And um, you know, a lot of a lot of dense tissue that's obviously built up a lot of over a lot of years. But uh, you know, there's there's still a very big difference in everyone everyone's physique and and uh, and transformation process. And you need to be flexible on that. So if you do not have a lot of peaks, or you could never build a peak in your life on, on, on a bicep, don't don't be don't be sad about it. It's it's just the, the way your body is made up, and the way your fascia, that is the protective net over the muscle, is is is, is formed. So you know don't kill yourself over it. It's just your body potential makeup and genetics. Um, but trust me, the the more you train, the the better you become. You genetically alter your 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 genes to a state where you will then become uh, peak prime, or um, uh, you know, build a, cer- a certain portion of muscle on top of a certain portion of muscle that will eventually give you a muscle peak. That's absolutely true. And uh, let's let's just go over that quickly for the guys that that, that do not understand the the, the, the principle of. Okay, a little bit off topic here, guys, but just, just follow me on this. Your bicep has three different major muscles in it, right? Now, I'm not, not going to go through all the, all the little different muscles, but uh, you've got a long and a short, and then your brachia um, at, at the, the, face, the face end of the, of, the, uh, of the arm. Now, I get this question a lot, a lot. Does hammer curls primarily build the the, the, the the brachialis of the bicep that's the outer outer muscle <clears throat> so it's the muscle between the bicep and the tricep on the outside not the inside the outside now why do you want to why, why would anyone want to build the brachialis or, ha- or have specific movements to build that muscle because the muscle creates a dynamic of thickness in the arm I don't know if you guys have ever seen the guy stand, stand face face front and he extends his arm like just standing normal with his arms along his sides and his arm looks very tiny from the front and then we get, get, when, you, when you reach the side and you just make a swift turn and, and see him from the, from, from, the, from the left to the right <clears throat> the side view his arm looks like it's like 60 centimeters it's like crazy but from the front it's like a skinny little arm now, <laughs> um, fullness and thickness comes along with dynamic, di- dynamic training. And yeah, hence all my business is the word dynamic. 
because you need to be dynamic in business and dynamic in the way you train and uh, dynamic in the, way the, in the way you think. All right, so um, so when when we look at the bicep and we want to create thickness on, on the arm, we, we use a lot of brachialis movements. Um, not always primary muscle uh, focused, sometimes secondary, but you know, percentage-wise, it's like 40, 60, 55, 45. So it's not like a 30, 70 kind of principle <clears throat> where you work with a straight arm curl with a bicep coming up and you're primarily focused on the, on, on the inside of the bicep, right? The more, the, the more your pinky is faced to the, to the outside or towards the roof, the more inner bicep you're gonna work. That's just facts, right? Um, the more your your thumb turns inwards towards the body, and your palm is facing down, an inverted curl. The, the the basically you're working more flexor on the on, on the on the forearm, and yes, you are targeting a portion of the brachialis, um, the out, the outside arm, but not fully. So where's the happy medium that you get? In, in, in achieving the the, the, the the brachialis growth. Okay, so that's the secret. So that's what we're after. And it's it's a fine line to, 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 to really get to that because <clears throat> you're not gonna build it with a fully half to a half extended arm. It's not gonna reach and it's not gonna gonna have the full effect of pulling the, brachi the, the, the brachialis. So the brachialis needs a full move, full, full range movement. Remember, uh, a 85 to 15%. Remember the, 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 the safety factor of the, of the ratio of the movement? <clears throat> so keep the movement in the, in the 15 to 85 um, range. Remember, just don't go into your injury, injury zones. Now, when you, when, you face, when, when you face the mirror, I love watching myself in the mirror while I train because it's very important. It, it helps for symmetry, it helps for for balance, and it kind of keeps you in line with rectifying mistakes as you're going along and as you're seeing, you know, not, not standing up straight. That's stuff you don't always think of because it comes secondary to the movement, but it's actually primary. That's the most important part of the movement. So standing up straight, facing the mirror, watching the whole angle and dynamics of the body, <clears throat> you start curling with an open wrist curl, if we're looking at a bicep curl. Open wrist curl, we're doing one arm at the moment. You curl the weight, keeping, keeping your pinky up, uh, not to the outside, just up to the roof. Keep your pinky, keep your palm perpendicular to the roof. Lift the weight, static elbow, don't move the elbow around, stay elbow, the last minute, Curl towards as if the outside, the, the inside plates of the dumbbell would touch the opposite chest, if that makes sense. So curl the weight, the plates or the ball or the section of the of the the inner section of the dumbbell, not the outer section, the inner section of the dumbbell, with your palm facing up, touches your opposite chest. If you're using the, right, the, the left arm, touch your, your right chest 
with that ball or plate or whatever that you're using on the dumbbell. Some dumbbells have plates and balls and you have not, you know. So touch that part. So it's a bit of an in, inverted curl, yes, coming to, it's, it's coming a little bit across the body, right? But you're keeping the palm facing up. That movement from your belly button all the way to your chest, that is the compound squeeze factor. And that is what builds the, the brachialis. If you have a good look, where the, that, that's why I always kind of touch, I touch the muscle that I'm training to see if it's activated. If it's not activated, and if it doesn't tense up, you're not performing the muscle, you're not performing the movement correctly. So when you do a leg extension and the teardrop doesn't tension up, you're obviously losing, losing a lot of tension on the, on the inner side of the quad and obviously moving, moving over to the outside. You need to switch the lines and realign the foot and the ankle inwards or outwards to hit the right muscle. And that's the same with any, any, any other body part. Back is very, very detailed, very intense. Um, I want to I discuss back on a, on a, on a separate, uh, separate pod, podcast, if I can, uh, episode. Um, that, that's just a lot of information, so I don't want to ramble, ramble off um, stuff, and you guys have a lot of questions afterwards because it's half explained. Uh, so I want to I wanna go through everything, you know, strategically and, and help you guys on a proper level. Um, and feel free, guys, call, uh, reach out to me, please, and, and, and um, you know, g- give me your thought. Um, if there's something that I missed and you really want something, I will definitely consider having questions brought up and and being and, and answer those on the next podcast. Absolutely, please. That would be very valuable. Um, I need to address your guys' problems, not mine. Um, all I'm doing is I'm sharing my journey of the issues that I had. You might have slightly different issues, but I went through them. I did go through them, and I did, and I, and I, I, I had to solve them. Otherwise, you, you never become a professional bodybuilder. Um, yeah, okay, let's, let's leave that word. <laughs> let's leave that word right there. I'm not going to go into that. Okay, that, that's going to cause some issues. Okay, guys, so um, I hope you guys have, have learned something from, from preconditioning or pre-mentally focusing the brain to realign with the body before you start training. Very very important if you guys grasp that six months to eight months you changed your body physique completely from a nothing to an SA champion and I can prove that to you guys uh, we've done it many times many times over and the guys come to me and obviously you know say and then obviously walk away with that knowledge no matter who takes you or who helps you after that knowledge you will always see results always because if that is implanted in you you're going to train with that mentality and you're always going to see results regardless what you do because that's your foundation and your fundamentals are right so very exciting guys um hit me up with uh, with questions with some reviews um i'd gladly like to answer some of the stuff that you guys are are concerned with <clears throat> and um we can address those and uh, I really hope that I can help you guys um, get through through a, through a, a stuck point in your career. Um, if it is your career, if it's not a hobby, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a bridge in your hobby, whatever may be the case. All right, guys, super exciting. 
tomorrow <coughs> we are going to discuss a whole range of different movements um, in uh, starting in any form formats um, and I would, I would like to address uh, some compound movements with you guys to, um, to, to better understand the, the fact that um, heavy is not always the way to go and how do you start how do you start off when your friend is squatting 200 already and you can't you, you can barely squat 100 how do you start and how do you get to him the, 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 the quickest fastest possible way because let's let's face it, guys. When when you when you when you get a gym partner and it's like, hey, buddy, you know, want to you want to join me? It's it's great, man. Just be 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 a, be a bit a bit more fit, and you know, you feel good. Just join me, man. It's 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 cool. Uh, joining partners is, is is in some cases the only thing that put, that keeps that person going, and it shouldn't be like that. But that that's what that's the age we're living in. <clears throat> if you, if both of you have the same intention. And the same mindset and you understand what's going on it's going to help you guys tremendously so i'm going to share with you guys a little bit about around the topics of uh, how to reach certain pbs quicker in, in, in different movements and how two training partners realign thought and goals to complement each other that's quite important all right so um <clears throat> join me at the, at, the, uh, at the next episode guys it's going to be so cool i'm going to share some some quality information with you guys and it's i hope all of this helps you and uh we continue from there thanks guys be strong be safe and give it joy everything every single day just